Welcome to episode 65 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll talk all about how the Montana State Legislature's solution to a paper cut is to create a sucking chest wound. Let's join our host, Tammy Fisher. In our last episode, we talked about the Montana State Hospital at Warm Springs, the only state-run psychiatric facility in Montana. Virtually all of the patients at Warm Springs are there without consent, meaning the court system has involuntarily committed these patients, these Montanans, to the hospital because their mental disease poses an imminent danger to themselves or another person. They are Montana's most desperate and vulnerable. Their mental health crises are so severe that caring for them in an outpatient or community setting is impossible. A stay at Warm Springs can only be warranted in the most severe of circumstances, and the purpose is to stabilize the patient and hopefully get the patient back on their feet with a treatment regimen that allows a return to family and community. The need for the state hospital is enormous and growing, as the Montana legislature and then-governor in 2017 fully defunded community mental health resources in Montana. And without access to stabilizing and continuous community treatment, mental health crises occur more frequently, resulting in more mandatory trips to the state hospital for these patients. So consider this. You've been diagnosed with cancer. You need cancer treatment from your local hospital. Then the cancer treatment wing is removed. No chemo, no radiation. So you get sicker and sicker, requiring more medical treatments, not cancer-related, but medical treatments to keep you alive. You know, things like pain control, maybe surgery, maybe intensive inpatient stays at the hospital because your care can't be managed at home. Because your cancer treatment options have been removed, so you're just kind of left to bump along with no support and no hope for any curative treatments. But you still cost the healthcare system a whole lot because your local options for treatment were taken away, yet you still need care. At least cancer's fatal outcome will at some point cost your insurer less money and the insurer can stop bleeding money on your care. But that's not how it works with mental health. Folks can live chronically with mental illness for years and die a natural death into their 90s. So the need for ongoing support and treatment never ends with mental health. And yet, knowing this, our state government, in its imminent wisdom, has pulled the rug out from under these Montanans without considering, at all, the cascading effect. One more example of why less government, government tailored only to health, welfare, and safety, is needed. Because other social policy causes leave everyday Montanans like those who need mental health care, out in the cold. And let's be honest, there's nothing sexy about adequately taking care of Montana's most vulnerable, and you can see that in the audits of Montana's Department of Public Health and Human Services. DPHHS is the redheaded stepchild of state government, and it's where the expensive problems for Montana are housed and consequently defunded or underfunded. Because if you fund things like the state psychiatric hospital or the foster care system or, say, Medicaid, well, then you don't have money for pet projects like 
a special session to draw public service commission maps that should have been redrawn like 10 years ago when they had a legislative session or a special session to create a voter integrity committee fully funded with taxpayer dollars to take Montana back to voting in the entirely subjective and prone to human error way we voted when we traveled by wagon train. And what about ensuring there's no weenies on the girls' soccer field? Well, now that's critically important because we should really expand government into sports activities already controlled by sports authorities, you know, since government really does everything else so well. Yes, it's true. Saving children and vulnerable adults is nowhere near as sexy as these other issues. And the next legislator, like John Fuller, Derek Skies, Teresa Manzella, or Brad Sheeta, that tells you their pet project is critical to saving Montana. Why don't you ask them right back how their pet project is more important than fixing the ails of the foster care system and the state hospital? Because everything in government should be at full stop until this mess is resolved. And this includes the current governor's initiatives. He just donated 50 million bucks to the Montana State University, and MSU is great, as is education. But is that really the priority when the state house is on fire? You know who could really use that donation? The state hospital. The kids in foster care. If Greg Gianforte is looking for a state building named after him, none of us would object to the state hospital taking the name Gianforte's psychiatric facility in exchange for a $50 million donation. Not a one of us. Because a hospital is in desperate need of a cash injection. And rather than acknowledge that, They continue to kick the can down the road, hoping Montanans will move on to the next clickbait propaganda the nutters throw our way. So since our last episode, what's been happening at the state hospital? Because remember, CMS, the agency with federal oversight of the state hospital and the primary funding source for the state hospital, well, they placed the state hospital in immediate jeopardy status. And remember... This wasn't because CMS was Johnny on the spot doing a thorough inspection. Nope, no, mm-mm. In fact, CMS gave the state hospital the green light, even after it was delivered a report from the state health department acknowledging monumental deficiencies at the hospital. You know, like unexplained patient death type deficiencies. Yes, CMS took that report and said to the state, a-okay, nothing to see here. And it wasn't until the press said, uh, did you read that report, CMS? Well, then CMS decided to actually read the report and issue a finding of immediate jeopardy. And for a private hospital, which Montana has many of, private, nonprofit, or private for-profit hospitals, a finding of immediate jeopardy means get your shit together or we're shutting you down. So it typically inspires in private hospitals a flurry of activity and immediate remediation. But what does the same notice do to a publicly owned and publicly funded hospital? Well, in Montana, a whole lot of nothing. On March 4th, 2022, the Children, Families, Health, and Human Services Legislative Committee met to, quote, address the problems at the state hospital. It was a six-hour meeting. You would think that over the course of six hours, this committee, along with the department head, Adam Meyer, could actually develop some good ideas for remedying the issues at the state hospital. And remember, folks, the issues are that patients who are 
involuntarily committed to the state hospital are dying due to medical neglect. But what did this committee conclude? Well, you're really not going to believe this. They concluded that not taking accountability and turfing these patients back to the community is the best plan forward. No shit. Danny Tenenbaum, a Democrat representative out of Missoula, reviewed one of the patient's deaths and determined the best way to honor the dead patient is to draft a bill closing a unit at the state hospital and forcing the patients at the state hospital to be treated in private community facilities. That's his brilliant idea. And did anyone on the committee look at him like he had three eyes? Nope. Jennifer Carlson, a Republican member from Manhattan, joined right in on the bandwagon. So let's examine this brilliant idea. So the way the patients get to the Spratt unit, the unit they were discussing shutting down, is to essentially be a violent dementia patient. These aren't your pleasantly confused or fully confused, but gentle patients. These are violent patients who have no idea that they are even old. They have great strength used without any fear of pain. There is no adequate deterrent to their violence. These are our elders who have been dumped at local emergency rooms either by families unable to take care of them or by local nursing homes and who are then transferred to the state hospital because local nursing homes cannot take these patients. Because these patients, due to their severe mental illness, harm other patients and harm staff members. Community placement in private nursing homes is tried and then fails, which is why they end up at the state hospital. So this legislative committee, with no objection or risk analysis by the department head, Adam Meyer, decides to remove psychiatric care and services for elderly, violent, demented patients. They're removing their care. Remove the services. Don't fix the problem. Just cut the unit. And then... Expect private nursing homes to somehow figure out how to care for these patients without chemically restraining them, because that's largely illegal, and without harming staff or other patients. So if you have a grandma in the nursing home and you show up and she has a black eye, you, Montana, are supposed to ignore that because, well, the state needs your grandma's nursing home to house its most violent patients. Not once. Did anyone in the committee bother to think about how these patients get to the state hospital to begin with? No local nursing home will take them. So now what? Are we going to let them die in the streets because the legislature doesn't want to actually address the problem or take accountability? Most staff in private nursing homes aren't psychiatric nurses. They don't have psychiatric training. And these are psychiatric patients who have already been deemed by court order unsafe for community treatment, by law. But go ahead and throw these patients into a room to live with grandma or friends that suffer from MS or other debilitating disease where nursing home care is needed. Listen to what was actually said. Quote, To make sure that people like Kathy Taves don't die avoidable deaths in the state hospital, we can avoid that by taking action now to begin drafting a bill to find community-based placements for the existing population of the Spratt unit, said Representative Danny Tannenbaum, 
Democrat out of Missoula. But then also make sure that people living with dementia are not sent there anymore and to make sure they're given placements where they're close to their community, where they can receive appropriate medical care, where they can maintain support networks, whether it's family or friends, end quote. Representative Jennifer Carlson, a Republican out of Manhattan, echoed Tannenbaum's message. Quote, I think that taking care of marginalized people actually is our job, and we need to do a good job of it. It needs to be a priority, she said. End quote. So here's what Danny Tannenbaum doesn't understand. All of those things that he thinks are these great quick fixes, they've already been tried before the patient even gets to the state hospital. You know, they've tried having people living with dementia, staying in the communities and making sure they're getting placements where they're close to their community and receive appropriate medical care. It's only when their support networks fail, where their family and friends can't care for them, where nursing homes can't care for them, where hospitals can't care for them, that they end up in the state hospital. It's not like this is a novel new theory. Well, shit, Tannenbaum, we should have thought about this before. We've been wasting millions every year on a state psychiatric hospital. We should just keep all these people in the community and force them in those private nursing homes. He clearly doesn't know what he's talking about. And Carlson just buddies up right next to him and also knows nothing about the healthcare system, the psychiatric system in the state of Montana or the nursing home system in the state of Montana. These people literally know nothing about the healthcare system. Nothing. Yet think the solution. The answer is simple. Just shut down that wing of the hospital and get these folks back into the community. You morons. Do you not understand that the community has already tried to take care of these patients and can't? That it doesn't have the resources? It's not like when a demented, violent patient rolls through the doors, the staff at the hospital say, yeah, uh, just get them to the state hospital. Uh, No, that doesn't occur. It's a monumentally difficult process to get a patient to the state hospital, and you literally have to prove there are no other community-based options available. And the SPRAT unit is for the most violent of all patients who are elderly. We have a state nursing home in Lewistown for psychiatric patients as they age out. That's an entirely different place than the SPRAT unit. Essentially, in order to get to the nursing home in Lewistown, you just have to age out of the state hospital, meaning state hospital patients get preference to being admitted to the Lewistown State Nursing Home. And that preference is by statute. 53-21-411. Location and function of Montana Mental Health Nursing Care Center. 1. The institution located at Lewistown is the Montana Mental Health Nursing Care Center. The primary function of the center is to care and treatment of persons with mental disorders who require nursing care. Priority must be given to patients referred from the Montana State Hospital. 2. Appropriate admissions to the Montana Mental Health Nursing Care Center are persons who are unable to maintain themselves in their homes or communities due to a mental disorder, as defined in Section 53-21-102, but who do not require the intensity of treatment available at the Montana State Hospital. Well, the SPRAT unit patients do require intense treatment. They're stepped up from the Lewistown Nursing Home. The Lewistown Nursing Home is the state psychiatric 
nursing home. The Spratt unit is still in the psychiatric hospital where you need full psychiatric and rehabilitative treatment. And the Spratt unit houses demented elderly patients. So these demented elderly patients have such acute needs, primary needs, that they can't even get to the state nursing home. You have to go through the Spratt unit and then get to the state nursing home once you're stabilized. It's not like these patients are just coming in, could get nursing home care anywhere. They can't. They can't even get nursing home care that the state funds. They can't even get to the state nursing home. They're that sick and need that much help. That's why the Spratt unit is there. And so the Spratt unit patients require intense treatment, yet the legislative committee wants to shut this unit down and push these patients onto the streets. So when they say we will give them to community treatment, that they'll get their care in the communities, when we close the Spratt unit, they are either willfully ignorant to the healthcare system or they're just lying to you. And they cover this plan with puppy dogs and rainbows, talking about how this plan will provide more oversight into the care of these patients. And that, friends, is just complete and utter horseshit. Here's what old Danny Tannenbaum says to make his plan palatable. Transferring care of dementia patients from the state hospital in Warm Springs to facilities across the state will also increase oversight, Tannenbaum said. Quote, but then also make sure that people living with dementia are not sent there anymore and to make sure they're given placements where they're close to their community, where they can receive appropriate medical care, where they can maintain support networks, whether it's family or friends. The importance of family and family visitation. It's a set of eyes that we don't really have at the state hospital because if you're living in Billings, getting to Warm Springs is a big deal, he said, end quote. So clearly Tannenbaum knows nothing about these patients and has not once, not once, asked a local nursing home or hospital about how his plan will affect them because his puppy dogs and rainbows view of the world is not what actually happens in the real world. By the time these patients get to the Spratt unit, the patient has gone through an exhaustive court proceeding, which requires, one, the patient to be deemed by a physician or a mental health specialist an imminent threat to themselves or others due to their psychiatric condition, and two, that no other less restrictive alternative is available in the community, meaning they have already blown out of community treatment and nursing homes because they can't be cared for adequately. Before this determination can be made, both the healthcare system and the judicial system are involved. Before they ever even get to Spratt, it involves an immense amount of resources to determine if Spratt is the best place for them to go, which, again, is a division or section of the Montana State Hospital. The patient is appointed an attorney. The patient is evaluated by a physician. The patient is evaluated by an independent party that reports directly to the court who is called a friend of the court. The patient is evaluated by a mental health specialist. The county attorney has to file the court paperwork establishing the patient is a threat to self or others and other community resources have been exhausted and can't take the patient. The patient is entitled to a jury trial. There is a live hearing with the judge. This is an exhaustive process process meant to ensure the rights of the patient are held paramount and that involuntary commitment is the absolute last resort. But apparently, for Danny Boy, this process isn't good enough, and he's smarter than everyone else involved in involuntary commitments and the treatment of violent dementia patients. His quick solution to shut down the Spratt Wing and get these families 
back together. Well, hell, that's just genius. Why didn't the rest of us think of that? Oh, yeah, probably because it's an absurd proposition to any of us that have actually worked in the healthcare and judicial system. It's like I say, you know, the easy stuff of government was done in 1776, and now our issues actually have no quick solutions. And to Ms. Carlson, we agree. Taking care of marginalized people actually is your job. So do your job and take care of them. Don't shut down the sprat wing. That's just shirking responsibility and getting the issue off of your plate. It's akin to cutting off your arm when you have a paper cut on your finger. You think remedying the paper cut will stop a minor pain and bleed, and what you end up with is a gusher and no arm to rest upon at all. The effects of closing the sprat wing will be monumental. And our mentally ill will die in the streets because no one will be able to safely take care of them without harming other patients or staff. Taking accountability requires deliberation and difficult decision-making rather than soundbite, ill-conceived, false solutions. And it takes actually talking to the people in your communities. Expecting folks to show up at a legislative committee meeting in the interim is rather elitist. It's not our job as Montanans to make you legislators aware of what your job entails, nor of the solutions to these difficult issues. It's your job, paid, by the way, to get your hands dirty and do the hard work. Investigate. Take a tour of the hospital. Talk to the staff about the patients. And then get out into your communities and talk to the hospitals, county attorneys, and nursing homes about the mental health services that are non-existent in Montana. Then, perhaps then, you might have a shot at fixing what ails Montana. But that requires actual work. And we don't see much of that with this legislature. So the patients continue to suffer and probably die. We force them to the state hospital only for them to be met with the high risk of death. Because we do nothing to support the staff, nothing to ensure their safety. And word is that CMS doesn't even care anymore because they know that shutting down the hospital isn't an option as these poor patients have nowhere else to go. So CMS just recently told the state hospital, hey, uh, you know that deadline of March 13th we gave you to get your shit in order? Oh, yeah. Why don't we skip that? Do investigations instead and let us know how those root cause analyses end up. And since we think we can just draft an agreement for improvement, no more deadlines are going to be issued. That's CMS for you. Now, that's some phenomenal oversight that we have in government, isn't it? You're in immediate jeopardy of closing, but apparently only until you call CMS's bluff. Then the immediate jeopardy just goes away. It disappears. Just like our legislators want these mental health patients to just disappear. And so does the oversight. And the patients, well, they're just left to die. Don't you just love government? Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.